0: And Welcome back to the True Talk podcast. It is your host and your favorite girl, Savvy G, up in this place. And I feel like I am talking like um, a, um, like a DJ person, but I'm just excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Now, before we dive super deep into it, a couple things. If you hear a bunch of really random noises... And it sounds like somebody is beating a wall down, or it sounds like, um, there's just a lot of loud noises. We were having construction that is happening outside, and of course it's right outside the window of the studio where we record, so it's right out there. So if you hear random talking or stuff like that, you shouldn't, but if you hear something, it's out there, and my dog is terrified of it, so he is, um, crying, crying because he does not like the loud noises. So if you hear that, just ignore it. But I'm excited because today we are going to be talking about the kindness of God. And, um, you know, you're probably wondering like, Savannah, how does this help me anyway? Like this isn't like life advice or nothing like that. Well, I promise you when you begin to shift your view and change the way that you see God and so often the world, I feel like, has portrayed him as a really mean, old, scary God who's just waiting to like punish you or destroy you in any way I feel like the world like we have just seen that and a lot of people are kind of pushed away from this image of God and also people who are called themselves Christians don't act in this way and so I think there's a couple things that I kind of want to you know these lies about God that I want to dismantle today but I also, at the end of today's podcast, my whole goal is for you to want to draw closer to God because, you know, of just his amazing love and kindness that he has for you. So let's just, let's just get right into it. And so I have been here recently. I feel like every time I record, I'm in a different book, but it's because of the Bible study plan that I'm doing. And if you haven't, by the way... This is by No Way Sponsored or anything. If you're on YouTube, you can see this. But if you're listening to a podcast, I am doing the Bible study. And this is by Zach Wendahl. And it is the one-year study of the Bible and how it relates to you. And I am doing that. And so each week's a different book of the Bible. So it encourages you just to read it and get a baseline understanding. It is so good. So I encourage you to, if you are looking for a good Bible study and you don't like to use your phone and you don't like to, you know, you get distracted on your phone like me, then this is a really good thing to do because it has some good stuff in there. So, that is why every time I talk to you guys, I am always in a different book. One week I'm in Exodus, next week I'm in Leviticus. This week I am in Deuteronomy, and um, I just got done with the book of Numbers, and so this week I am in the book of Deuteronomy, and um, it is just... It's just really good because there's parts of it that, you know, when reading it, you have to question sometimes. Like, you have to, you you question. Like, I do. I'm like, well, God, why would you do that? God, why would you do that? Like, it's just questions that I have. And, you know, God's always super, super kind and he shows his way of, he shows me the answers to it. And I don't have the answers all the time, but he helps, he gives me things that are understanding to me. And again, if you hear my dog, I am so sorry. Alrighty y'all, sorry about that. He was whining and so I had to go take him uh, out. But like I was saying, you know, I have been reading it and there have just been things that it's, it, sometimes it can be hard to read because it's like, man, like it seems really tough and intense. But in reality, it just, <laughs> there's construction. In reality, there's just, there's so much and there's a depth to it that, you know, I'm struggling to understand, but I was reading it and I was reading this in, let me grab my Bible, reading this in Deuteronomy last night. And it was chapter four. And now this is kind of a longer passage, but it's like really the base passage of where we're going to kind of go and talk about today. But it's verse, or I mean, chapter four, verse 32, all the way through verses 40. So it's eight verses. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's long verses, so we're gonna read it real quick because like I said, I think that this is like a foundational where we're going. So it says, Now search all of history from the time God created people on the earth until now. Search from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anything as great as this ever been seen or heard before? Has any nation ever heard the voice of God speaking from fire as you did and survived? Now a little bit of context. Um and again, this is where the Bible study comes in handy because it really helps you to understand this. At this point, Moses is talking to the children of the people of Israel. So, the, um, you know, it's the next generation. So there was the original generation of the people who were in wilderness who were saved from captivity. And, you know, the story, they just they never could, like, They just kept, like, disobeying God and so all these different things. And so they had all died off, and these are the children, and they are about to enter the promised land. And as they're about to enter this first little bit, Moses is just reminding them of all the things that God's did for them. And so in here, he's talking about, you know, when they were up on the mountain and God spoke to them through fire, and he spoke to them through just all these different things. And so that's, you know, that's where he's talking about, ever been seen before God speaking from fire as you did and survived and on to verse 34 has any other God dared to take a nation for himself out of another nation by means of trials miraculous signs wonders war a strong hand a powerful arm and terrifying acts yet this is what the Lord your God did for you in Egypt right before your eyes he showed you these things so that you would know that the Lord is God and there is no other he let you hear his voice from heaven so he could instruct you He let you see his great fire here on earth so he could speak to you from it. Because he loved your ancestors, he chose to bless their descendants and has personally brought you out of Egypt with a great display of power. He drove out nations far greater than you so he could bring you in and give you their land as their special possession as it is today. So remember this and keep firmly in your mind. The Lord is God both in heaven and on earth. There is no other. If you obey all the decrees and commands I am giving you today, all will be well with you and your children. I am giving you these instructions so you enjoy a long life in the land that the Lord is giving you for all time. And as I was reading that, you know, one, I think it's important to understand because it's like sometimes you can read the Old Testament and guys, this is just me. So, you know, I'm the only, I'm the only person who messes up. <laughs> just kidding. But, um... I, you know, we read these things and it's like, okay, well, it's obvious not to kill people. It's obvious not to do this. Like all these different things that Moses is repeating to them. But what is so important to understand is that at this time, the the people of Israel had been in captivity for so long under the Egyptians that the Egyptians had basically was wiping out everything they ever knew about their God and knew about God and was trying to fill their minds with, you know, all their gods. That's why when all the, the plagues happened and all the stuff happened through for the I can't remember if it was for I think it's ten days. Whenever, you know, in Exodus, whenever all the crazy stuff is happening in Egypt and Moses is like, I'm telling you, you better let the people go or or, you know, God's the reason he was doing that was because each thing that had happened, like, you know, The darkness it's because the Egyptians had a God of light and so God was proving that he was greater than each of these idols and gods that these people had and so in reading that you know you see this passage and you think about imagine if you had been in captivity your grandparents your great-grandparents your great-great-grandparents and just that's all you grew up in was just knowing what it was like to live a captive lifestyle And then the Egyptians are filling your minds with all these lies. It would be probably really hard to believe this one random man that, you know, he was a really kind God. But I love it is that God went through all of this and this whole time he could have just literally taken the people out of Egypt. I mean, he's God. He can literally do anything he wants. He could have taken the people out of Egypt and just snapped his finger, killed off everybody in Egypt. And not had to worry about anything and just have the people of Israel into this land. But what God did was he showed them through signs and wonders, through crazy miracles. I mean, imagine if for 40 years, every day you had a a cloud by day and a fire by night. And, and like, imagine if you had saw these miracles of, of, of fire and thunder on a mountain. Like, just all these different things. And like it says here... Um, in verse 34, has any other God dared to take a nation for himself out of another nation by means of trials, miraculous signs, wonders, war, a strong hand, a powerful arm, and terrifying acts? Yet this is what the Lord your God did for you in Egypt right before your eyes. God did all this for them because it says a couple verses down how much he loved them. And he wanted them to believe in him. He wanted them to have faith in them and he wanted them to, to just be so strong in in their love and their faith and their hope and courage that they have found in him that no matter what happens, you know, they're like, well, my God did this. and, And my God brought me out of captivity that I was stuck in and all this. And what I love is that when I read this, like, I think about in our lives, if we're stuck in captivity and my mind goes to something that I don't think is talked about often, um... On you know, it's just not talked about as much, but it's like generational curses. You know, you see a lot of times, and you can see it, and they display it well in movies, and all these things where, you know, it's fifth generation of a father who's an alcoholic and abuse. That's just, I feel like, the most typical one that we would see in a movie. It's, you know, he grew up, his dad was an abuse. His grandfather was an, a drug addict and an abuse and all this stuff. Like, it was just, it's the same thing over and over. And they're stuck in that captivity and that bondage. And I love, because I read this and I'm reminded that God is going, God will go to the greatest extent that he can go to, to show how much he wants us to walk in freedom and how much he He wants us to walk in the bondage that or how much he doesn't want us to walk in the bondage that the enemy has to try get us to try to walk in and you know god wants us to walk in freedom and it says this it says i am giving you these instructions so you will enjoy a long life in the land the lord your god is giving you for all time god wants you to enjoy a long life there are going to be trials there are going to be struggles like i'm not saying that but i think god seriously does want us to live a good pleasing life before him and, you know, just do, just, I don't think he ever has anything, anything bad intentionally planned for us. Everything he has for us is, is something good. And, you know, like I was saying, kindness, like God is kind. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite passages, and it's such a, I hate to say cliche, because it's the Bible. Like, nothing in this Bible is cliche, but it is a, a passage that is used a lot. It's used at weddings, it's used up. And households a lot but there was one thing that one of my mentors um she had spoken to me and we were in just kind of just talking and stuff and it was just this simple but crazy revelation that she had and for me I've hold I've held it's been one of those things that like it's on the shelf of my heart for the rest of my life like, and I have to remind myself daily of this but it is the um first Corinthians chapter 13 and it's the passage um a lot of people call it the wedding scripture because they use this for wedding vows at a lot of christian weddings or um, which is not bad it's not bad to do that but you know you read this and you see it and there's just something that i kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into so you know this is a passage where it says love is patient love is kind It's not jealous or boastful. We know all those things. And so in this moment when I was with my mentor, she was like, you know, doesn't it say in the Bible that God is love? And we were like, yeah. So we went, found the scripture, read it, God is love. And so she had us find that. And then she was like, okay, now let's move to this scripture. She was like, you know, you want to understand some of the characteristics of God. She was like, you can come to this scripture and find it. And so she had us go through and switch out, every time we saw the word love, switch it out with the word God. So I'm gonna do that. So this is the original passage. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no records of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So that's the original passage. But I'm going to switch it up and say it like this so that we can understand where she was going. God is patient and kind. God is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own ways. God is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. God does not rejoice about injustice, but he rejoices whenever the truth wins out. God never gives up. God never loses faith and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And reading that, it's just the very first part of God is patient and kind. And so I think society, and not even just society, it's just the enemy working the way that he does. He has tried to get us to believe this whole lie that God is a mean God and God is, you know, he twists scriptures around. Like he's just, I hate the devil, (laughs) but I'm thankful that we are victorious over him. But you know, we have gotten just as such a skewed image. And I think also, you know, um, another person that I really look up to, and she teaches about how, you know, the way we grew up with our father, the way our father was in our life is the way that we're going to see God oftentimes, because, you know, God is God, the father. So the way we see our physical father is sometimes the way we are going to see God. And, you know, there is such a, wrong I've met more people who who grew up without a father grew up with their father who wasn't present in their life or he just you know sent money and just kind of did his thing and just there's a lot of fatherlessness going around and it is just it's the saddest thing but I think it saddens me even more because I'm like you know I could understand why people if they grew up with this image that a father was a man who only cared for things that they could do or you know, didn't care enough to stay around with them or didn't care for any of that, then I could understand why somebody would have this skewed image of God because the person in their life who was supposed to love them and supposed to kind of be that figure in their life and show that love of God to them in their life wasn't there. And I'm not saying, like, if you have dealt with that, if you've dealt with fatherlessness or, or, or you know, motherlessness and you don't have a parent in that way, I am by no means saying that you are messed up you're stood out and I'm not saying any of that but what I'm saying is that a lot of these people that I have met who have been in that situation oftentimes they they don't fully understand they it's almost like they're scared to accept that love of God because anytime from their earthly father that they were trying to do that or they were trying to grab at the love of God they always got rejected they always got pushed out and so it's just a, it's just a big mixture of things that I think has gotten us kind of messed up from this view and image and I think what God is wanting to do in the body of Christ right now is I really think that he is wanting to show how much how how he is a kind God. He is a kind and loving and patient God and he has done, you know, I'm thankful for salvation. Like if you want to argue with me that God isn't a kind God, then I dare you to go and you know live a, a holy and blameless life, no never sinning, never messing up, never giving into your struggles, never giving into your temptations, being the perfect blameless lamb, and then going to get sacrificed like you were just the biggest hellion in the world. And that's probably not the right word to say, but this is the one that came to my mind, you know. And it it's gonna be hard, but you guys, that is what Jesus did. Jesus lived a pure and blameless a perfect sinless life and he he was the son of God. He was he was just I don't even I don't even have just the accurate words to describe just his holiness and his beauty. But he was just such a so kind and loving and you know he he spent time with his with his disciples and he just he was just a good, you know, take take god out of it and you can't take god out of it because it's jesus but just from the from the fleshly view jesus was just a good man and then you know obviously he was a good man because he was jesus and he was god and and this is getting into theology stuff and it gets confusing and everything but you know he was just such a good man and he went to the cross for me And I I do. I get so like teary eyed sometimes. And especially when it comes to doing communion or everything. And I have to, I just am reminded about just the depth that he went to to save us. Like just to get us to get into heaven. And I love it though is that Jesus not only went to the cross for us just to get into heaven because, you know, he's too good. He went for the cross so that we could get freedom and we could walk in power and authority and relationship and there was so much to it but I'm like imagine you know one soul one person gets saved one person finds salvation and Jesus is like then it's worth it because of his deep deep love for us like man God is such a kind God and loves us that like he sent his son to die for us while we were still sinners while we were still messed up and so like if you want to sit here and you want to argue that God is not a kind God, then go through and read the story of Jesus at the cross and go and look up that, you know, when Jesus was getting whipped with a type of whips that they had, it could have literally, the whips had so much power and, 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 um, I can't think of the word, blades and bones and rocks and pieces that when they would pull it back, it could, pull, it could go so deep into the back that even organs were known to be exposed from it. Organs and different things in your back, muscles be torn. So, like, that within itself is painful. And that is what gets me is I'm like, man, Jesus, you did that so that I could walk in healing? Because it says by your stripes we are healed. And I'm like, you did that for me? <laughs> and, you know, so I go through and I remind myself daily that, he is such a kind God. And if you were dealing with that and you're dealing with the thoughts of God hates me. God is mad at me. God this, God that, you know, God is a mean God. God is this, that I, I promise you the enemy has you totally want. He has you so confused. And I want to encourage you to go through and read, you know, read Galatians, read Corinthians, read all these passages where it is just you can see God's goodness in every way. And then you go through and you read the passages in in Exodus and Genesis where God literally pulled his people out of captivity because he is such a good and kind God. And so that's kind of really all that I wanted to talk about today was just I want to encourage you to draw close to God and understand more about his kindness because once we can understand the kindness of God and once we can get in his presence and just be with him and his kindness who are we to hold that back from people you know I posted today on my Instagram and of course this is going to be going out after I posted it but I posted today on my um, page about you know just how the Lord was speaking to me about some just a be kind movement where You know, you take that extra step of trying to be kind to somebody. You take that extra step of, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling, whatever it is that you really want to do to people, choose grace and kindness to show to them because that's what Jesus did for us. Jesus was, he he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. I always say it wrong, Garden of Gethsemane. Yes, that's it. (laughs) I always, every time, it's like such a serious moment and then I always feel like I mess it up. But he, when he was in the garden and he was praying, you know, he was like, Lord, if, if this cup can pass from me, let it. But, you know, I, your will overall. Like, Jesus in his flesh probably really did not want to do that. I know if I knew what I was about to go through in my flesh and my I was about to experience every excruciating pain in the world that I could ever feel, I wouldn't want to do it either. But in that moment, Jesus let his love be the thing that leads him. And, you know, I want that to be, I, if anything in my life, my top prayers are that, one, God's presence would be the most important thing in my life, but two, that when people look at me or whenever, whenever you know, I go or whatever, that it just the kindness of God and the love of God would be the thing that overflows the most. And you guys, I'm working on it. I, I have some days where I struggle and I have some days, you know, where I mess up as everybody does. But there's those moments where I really think that God, for me, has been refining my heart and just, you know, just purging me of the things that I really want to do. And he, in those moments, he's like, I really want you to choose kindness and grace. And I'm like, oh God, I really don't want to. And in my flesh, it all makes sense. It would make sense for me to go off on that person. And it would make sense for me to do this and to say these mean things. And, you know, you could even talk to people and they would excuse it. And in that moment, God's like, I want you to choose kindness and grace. And I'm like, I don't want to. But, you know, I'm reminded again. I And I can just in my head imagine Jesus on that whip post and his body just being completely torn apart from me. And him saying, you know, I did this before. I did this for your struggles. I did this for you. And, you know. And I'm like, Lord, forgive me for every time I have held that kindness from somebody because of my own feelings and my own emotions and stuff. When in reality, I'm on this earth to show people the love and the kindness of God and show them that and show them you. That's what I'm here for. And so I'm just starting to ramble at this point. But that's just really what I wanted to say was that one Just always remember that God is a kind God. He is so kind and so loving. And if you don't believe me, go and read that passage in First Corinthians. Go first Erming chapter 13. Go and go and read those passages in Matthew, Mark, and Luke and all those things where Jesus was on the cross. Go and read those passages and let your spirit be filled with his joy and love, but also be reminded of his his deep kindness that he is. He is such a kind God. And so I just want to encourage you that to know that to know that God is a kind and a loving God, but to also know that I want to encourage you to show kindness to others because like I said in my Instagram post, you never know what people are going through. And people may not may not know the depth of God's love in the way that you do. And although they may hurt you, it's not that they're trying, it's not that they're intentionally trying to do that. It's just that they're probably talking from a place of hurt or pain. And, you know, there's nothing too hard that God's love can't reach. And so I want to encourage you, two things to take from today. One, God is a very, very kind and loving God. Two, always show kindness and grace to others because you never, ever, ever know fully what people are going through. You're not God. <laughs> and, but you are called to show God's love. And so, that is it for today's podcast. I'm so glad that you guys have decided to tune in today. And I'm really, really excited, you guys, because over the next couple episodes, I'm really hoping that we're going to be able to start getting some guests on here. And um, I've got a pretty cool lineup of people. So, like I said, I'm really excited to do that. Um, I've got some friends and some awesome people that I look up to that are going to be on here. And, yes, so I love you all so, so much, and I will talk to you all later, and I hope that you guys just have an awesome week. Go check me out on Instagram, at Sticky or at Truly Official, and you can go check out our website, and yes, I will talk to you all later. Bye, friends!